what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Are you ready for this episode? I don't know if you're ready. Check yourself. Are you ready? This is really going to be a self-reflective exercise, if you will, and there's going to be homework. Why homework, Juliana? Well, I believe in practical wisdom. What do I mean by that? When you receive wisdom, when you become aware of fresh revelation, when there is something that you get exposed to, you're now responsible and you're only going to take action with it and really integrate it into your life if you take the action, (laughs) right? So you've gotta have a why to take the action, probably. I find that to be true. I've gotta have some fuel behind my action. Then when you take the action, you can actually get feedback and build on these things too. So I'm gonna cover five, no, not five, eight, eight. I'm gonna cover eight mindset shifts today that will really primarily relate to business owners, although you can apply this, I'm sure, to other areas of your life. But I've had it on my heart to really speak to mindset when it comes to embarking on a business journey, particularly as an entrepreneur, because this, for many, for many, many, they have not seen this path modeled before. Maybe they don't have support in their family and no one in their family line has done this. Or maybe they have their own limiting beliefs, faulty mindsets, doubts, fear, insecurity that comes up primarily by stepping into a business. So we're going to cover eight mindset shifts because shift, S-H-I-F-T, happens, right? All right, so let's talk about it today. The first mindset shift is something that I call radical responsibility, but really what that is, is ownership. Ownership. What does that mean? That means that you cannot blame anybody else for how you show up. You can't. When you are running your own business, you've got to be the one that is radical, radically responsible for that. So. It's really being aware of your ability to respond. So self-awareness is huge, but then it's also being ruthless with examining how you are responding and be radical about how you respond, how you show up, how you take action, and really, really remind yourself that you are where you are because of all the decisions that you made prior to this point. And you're gonna stay where you are unless you take ownership because you can always, always come up with excuses. You can always get distracted and you can 
really find many ways to blame other people for why you're not further along, for not having education, for not having a background in this, for feeling insecure in some kind of way. So number one, the shift that you need to make is that this, my friend, is all about you. You, your business is your job, your responsibility. Now, God is in control, right? So first, I would partner with God so that you know what your job is and you know what his job is. But the opportunity to be an oppor- to be an entrepreneur, it's no one else's. No one else is going to build it other than you. No one else is going to save it other than you. No one else is going to love it like you. No one else is going to build your dreams. It starts and ends with you. So that's something that you've really got to accept if you are about to launch a business, if you are struggling in business, if you've been in business for a minute. Ownership is a mindset shift that you need to make. So no longer are you going to point fingers, no longer are you going to make excuses. You're just going to be responsible for what you know, for what you don't know, and you're going to take action to move forward. All right, number two helps number one. (laughs) This one is all about discipline. Discipline. Okay, so discipline is probably not our most favorite word because what do we hear when we hear the word discipline? We hear effort, we hear work, we hear weightlifting of some kind, right? We hear we have to be organized, we have to have something like time management and focus, right? But discipline actually gives you a heck of a lot of freedom and it helps you develop consistency and consistency is key. This is really how you build momentum. If you've heard me talk before, speak before, you've heard me talk about integrity momentum and integrity momentum is all about keeping promises with yourself. So you've got to know the standards that you are living under, right? The truth that you stand under, you have to know what those are so that you can structure those into your life so that when life happens, when you're challenged, when you're questioned, all of those things, your discipline, the structure that you bring into your life keeps you strong. It keeps you steady, right? It keeps your faith solid. So I do something, you can find it on my website. It's a quick checklist that you can download. I do something called the Daily Five. But this is how I have a basic foundation of discipline in my life because this provides the foundation literally so I can build structures on that, okay? But if I am finding that I'm slacking in any of these daily five things, it's like personal development, working out, eating clean, gratitude, serving, right? If I'm slacking in any of those or not able to be fully present in those, I am highlighted, right? So what I mean by that is that area is highlighted to me, so it needs more attention. So I know not to overcommit myself to things and where I need boundaries and where I need to use my no because of discipline. All right, so just a self-check. Where, what area of your life, any of your life affairs, could you use some discipline? My thought would probably be all of them. (laughs) But this could be a little more complex than you think. So it could be getting your emotions under control in your relationships. It could be keeping your peace no matter what. It could be running to the throne versus your phone when you're worried, 
right? Sometimes we phone a friend and we try to vent about it and you don't want to speak all that stuff into your life. You want to go to your secret place with God and pray it out, right? So it could be relational. It could be practical. Like maybe you actually need to just do the things, whatever your business activity, whatever those are, whatever your business activities are, you need to be doing the things, but you need to be doing it consistently. Do you need to block times where you have office hours? Do you need to put on your schedule? Do you need to get a planner? Do you need to have something to help you organize and structure? Do you need systems to really reflect the work that you're doing? You need something to really help with discipline. So that's number two. Number three is belief in yourself and belief in your business, okay? Because your business is an extension of you, but it's not who you are. And a lot of times we tie up our identity in a business, (laughs) right? If the business is not where we want it to be, we're a horrible leader, right? Or if things aren't going like we expected, then we question if we actually heard God, right? When really there's a process and there's a learning curve and there's development and it's a lot of times character development that's happening as you are showing up and working what God put in your hands. So my encouragement would be is build belief in yourself. Build belief by really remembering your faith, right? Before you started this, if you're about to start this, what did you hear? What was the revelation that you received? What was the wisdom that you downloaded? How did you know? How did you get that spiritual knowing, right, in your soul? How did you know that you know that this is what you're designed to do? This is what you're meant to do? This is a gift and God is giving you, right, the guidance and the provision to make it happen. You've got to believe that even when it doesn't look like what you prayed about, even when it doesn't feel like what you thought it would, that you're still gonna believe in who you are, right? And in whose you are, and also in the work that you've been given and that you've been called to. And you're gonna still lean in, you're still gonna show up even when you don't feel like it, which is also discipline. (laughs) All right, number four, is a fun word. We don't always hear it very often, but it's called malleable, malleable. So what that means is you really are good, I would say. You have a a capacity, if you will, to adapt and change, okay? Now, this is not your values. These are not your standards. So you don't want to adapt and change those, but you can adapt and you can change your approach. So if you keep trying and trying and trying and doing and doing and doing, and you're getting the same result, you know what that is. That's called insanity, right? So you've got to switch up your strategy and you can slow down for a second, but don't quit, right? A lot of times we let our mind take over. So we're not malleable. We're not flexible, right? We, we will break <laughs> if we're not careful, right? So how can you be more flexible? How can you adapt to what's happening? So for example, a great example, right, is the pandemic. How can you bring creativity into what you're doing? How can you adapt? How can you be flexible? How can you switch up your strategy because you are going and going and going and then that happened? But that doesn't mean abandon ship. That means change your approach, right? and then start taking new action and see the feedback that you're getting. So never abandon the mission, change your approach, be flexible. Number five, this one is interesting, but this is all about emotion. Emotion, it's the energy that we are putting in motion. Those are our emotions. So 
it's interesting. But when things aren't going our way, we get frustrated, we get stressed out, we get overwhelmed, we start to murmur, we start to complain, and it's mer. okay? Also, we can have really high highs when we're really excited and things are going our way, but we can have really low lows too when things aren't as exciting, when things are happening in our business that are really discouraging or disappointed or that we feel like we didn't see coming, when we hit a wall, so to speak, right? We feel like we're stuck and we can get really discouraged by that, which if we're not careful can lead to depression. So. We don't need to be super high, super low, all over the place. You can be steady, steady Eddie. You can be a steady Eddie, okay? But how do you do that? It's being aware of your emotions and the energy that you're putting into motion. And it's, again, being radically responsible for that, taking ownership of your energy. This is not crazy. This is not woo-woo. And it's a huge deal. Because how you show up is impacting people. They can feel that. Your presence is different, right? And a lot of times, I've found the more stressed out, the more frustrated, we've been spending more time with our emotions and with our own thought life than God, (laughs) right? Because when you spend time with God, he leads you in ways of pleasantness and peace. He restores your peace. He renews your mind. He helps you renew a right spirit. He creates in you a clean heart, right? He basically gives you an adjustment. It's like going to the chiropractor. He brings, he gives you an adjustment and then you're able to function. So when your emotions are all over the place, it's a sign that you need a timeout and to go spend time with Jesus. I had some friends that, that they're a couple and they would call each other out gently by saying, do you need a Jesus timeout? Which I think is hilarious. That probably would make me more frustrated if somebody told me that, that you need a Jesus timeout, but it's also funny. So sometimes you need a Jesus timeout, but really whatever it is for you, sometimes you need other things. I know for me, if I've been caught up in my head, I need to work it out sometimes. I need to go for a run. I got to get that like huge burst of energy out of me. I got to sweat it out. Other times I need to be still and listen to worship music, or other times I need a 20 minute nap. (laughs) It just depends, but emotions can be heavy too. So make sure that you're just aware, again, so you know the action that you need to take, but you don't want your emotions to be running the show and calling the shots, so pay attention to that. All right, number six is comparison. Comparison. Nobody is like you. Nobody can do you like you do. And we need you now more than ever before. We need you. We need your voice. We need your message. We need your testimony. We need your gifts and your talents. We need you to show up fully. And you can't do that if you're comparing yourself to other people. If you're looking at the way other people are running their business, particularly if they're in a similar industry and saying, oh, well, if this person's doing it this way, then I need to do this. Not necessarily. The best thing that you can do is get spirit-led guidance and apply that because your story, just like your business, is going to be uniquely yours and it's only going to function if God's in it, right? Apart from God, we can do no good thing, okay? So who are you to build without God? Think about that for a second, right? If you spent less time comparing and more time getting in the presence of God and receiving his wisdom, his creative downloads, his strategies for you, you would be very busy in a different way. (laughs) And all comparison does is it diminishes you. It calls you out of your identity. It 
puts you in a position of being a critic and a judge of other people, which is not your role. You're not called to do that. You're called to love your neighbor as yourself. And it also puts you in a place of insecurity. So it's putting your power outside of you. You can't take action when you're busy looking at what other people are doing. You can't. So keep that in mind. Comparison is something you definitely have to break when you're in business. You're not competing with anybody. What's yours is yours, right? But you're never going to receive that or steward it well if you're distracted. And that's really what comparison is. All right. Number seven is leadership. And I know it's interesting that this is number seven. You would think that that would be number one. But I would argue that you can't even get to leadership unless you're doing these other things. You've got to have radical responsibility and take ownership of your journey and your business. You've got to be disciplined and you've got to develop that. That just doesn't come naturally, right? We don't just do these things that we don't want to do without effort, okay? You've got to work on your belief. You've got to work on your belief before you can believe in other people. You've got to be flexible. There's things that are not going to go well. So a lot of times you've got to experience life so that you can guide people, right? Experiential education helps you lead other people. You can't lead people where you haven't been. All right. And then emotions. If you can't manage your emotions, what if somebody else is caught up in emotion? How are you going to lead them, right? And then if you're comparing, you're going to compete with everybody that you're actually designed to lead. So leadership is number seven, okay? (laughs) All right, so leadership is actually not about you, right? So these other ones are taking a, uh, how do we want to put this? A objective look at yourself, right? Because you're not looking at yourself to condemn, to judge, to guilt, to shame. You're looking at yourself and being like, hmm, that's interesting. Do I want to continue doing that? Is that helping me get the results that I'm after? Does that align with love? Does that align with my identity? It's, it's being curious about what you're doing so that you can actually not take it personally and make the adjustments. Now, leadership, I don't know if there's any Zig Ziglar fans, but I enjoy him. He says, you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. That's what leadership is. You can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. Now, I also say, if you get busy about God's business, he'll handle your business, okay? And and that could be literally your business, but that could be your health, that could be your relationships, that could be your, your hurts, right? Where you need healing but you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. So leadership is about really releasing your plans, your desires, your business objectives to God, right? And getting busy about serving other people and helping other people and really learning other people and showing up at opportunities to be a blessing. So basically you're living according to the kingdom, which is the king's way. So as you're living according to the king's way, you're basically an answer. (laughs) You're an answer to wherever God sends you, wherever he calls you, you show up and you provide solutions. And a lot of times that could be prayer, right? But 
when you get busy about helping other people, it's amazing what will happen in your business. So just focus on who you're called to serve and and what do they need and how can you help them get what they want and then watch what happens to your business. So that's number seven. And you definitely need to get out of your own way for that to happen because you can't be creatively serving and you can't be invested in other people when you're really caught up in yourself and what's going well, what's not going well. So you've got to get out of your own way. All right. And then number eight is cast the vision, meaning, yes, we know from Habakkuk, we are to write the vision and make the vision plain. But often we don't share that publicly. And I will also say there's a time and a place to share it publicly and there's a time where you shouldn't, (laughs) particularly if it's really in the infant stage, right? So a lot of times we hear when women are pregnant, they don't reveal that until so many weeks in, right? Similar with your dream, because that is a baby of its own and you're vulnerable. Your belief might not be where it needs to be. Your faith might not be where it needs to be to steward that well. And you could get derailed if you're not careful, right? You could abort the mission. So it's really important to pay attention to the time that is right to do that because you do need support. This is not something that you can do by yourself, but you are to cast the vision. If you are leading people, particularly in business, they want to know why you show up every day. They want to know they're part of something bigger than themselves. They want to feel like they're collaborating, that they're part of a team, that Everybody is collectively working towards a vision and a mission together. There's so much fulfillment in that. There's so much support in that, right? Because you can just be stronger when you've got iron sharpening iron happening. So you really have to get to a place where you can share your vision with people. And then you can be clear too, who's who's really meant to run the race with you and who's curious or who just wants to sit on the sidelines, you can really tell who your people are when you cast the vision because not everybody is gonna run with you and that's okay. And not everybody is your same pace and not everybody's in the same season. So you really wanna make sure that you are clear and you do that when you cast the vision so that expectations are laid out, people know why you're showing up and how you're gonna show up and they can see that every day. They can see you modeling what your leadership looks like every day and what you're working towards. And that inspires, that inspires. So you don't need to coach and encourage and all of that sometimes. Sometimes you just need to show up and do the action and let people watch you. And that will rub off on the right people, right? All right, so let me just kind of take you through all eight of these again, and then I will give you a bonus book that I absolutely love, and I will also give you your homework that you can apply here. So you can write all eight of these down just as a word, and then you can apply this homework. So number one is ownership. Number two is discipline. Number three is belief in yourself and in your business. Number four is malleable. Number five is emotions. Number six is comparison. Number seven is leadership. And number eight is cast the vision. All right, so there's a book. It's called The Magic of Believin'. Believin'. (laughs) The 
<laughs> the magic of believing. Use all of the syllables. Okay. The magic of believing. It's the classic guide to unlocking the power of your mind, but it really is about building belief. So if you struggle with that, that is a great resource. It's by Claude M. Bristol. It's an older one, but it's really, really good. So check that out. Now onto the homework, right? Or your opportunity to apply what you learned today. Make it practical wisdom for you. Take every one of these eight mindset shifts and apply the scripture that is relevant to you so that you can speak this, you can declare this when you are challenged, when you feel a limiting belief come up that you need to cast down, right? Cast down every thought that exalts itself above the truth, right? That can be part of discipline, for example. Ownership, right? That could be about how, you know, before you were born, God knew you. He formed you, right? So that's owning that and showing up like you own it because he formed you for a reason and for a purpose. So take all eight of those and put a scripture next to it and really study it and start decreeing and declaring these and prophesying these every day so that you can activate these shifts in your life. And then do this in a spiral or a notebook so that you can also take notes and you can see how those are shifting and how you're making progress in those areas. So you can look back at that as well. All right. So I hope these mindset shifts are helpful versus just chaos sometimes is what it feels like when you're running a business. It doesn't have to be as stressful as we make it. We can just simplify how we show up and actually enjoy it. Imagine that. The joy of the Lord is your strength, right? So you could even use that as your leadership scripture. You're welcome. Okay. (laughs) All right. Go to work. If you loved this message, make sure that you subscribe. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts. So subscribe and give it a rating. You can also find it on Spotify, Spirit-Filled Real Talk with Juliana. Then if you like these messages and you feel like you want to go a little bit deeper, there's a couple of great resources. There's the God's Vibes Matter books. There's a devotional. There's an identity book. There's a book on co-laboring with God. So those are great. There's also a self-mastery course over there. So make sure that you go check it out, julianapage.com. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.